Hey, enemies. You're listening to That Slayer Show. I'm Katie Schroeder. And I'm Madeline Kane. And welcome to season one, episode five. Never kill a boy on the first date. And we're looking at it through the theme of judgment. We're going to explore how judgment is reflected in Buffy and Giles' relationship, in Buffy's interest with Owen, and how Xander should be handling judgment in order to be a good friend to Buffy. Kata, will you count me in for the one-minute recap? Madeline, three, two, one, recap. Giles, puck. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy, okay. Okay, (laughs) Buffy is fighting with vamp. Giles is judging them. Right, and it turns out there is, um, the master is about to get an anointed one, and it's this Order of Aurealis thing, and it's happening really soon. Buffy is into this guy named Owen, who is, like, cute, but bookwormy, and likes Emily Dickinson, and then, um, he wants to go on a date with Buffy, but Giles doesn't want her to, because he's like, you're the slayer, you should do these slayer things. Right, and then, so Buffy, like, doesn't show up, because she and Giles are trying to find this thing, and then the next day, Owen, like, asks her to go on a date again the next night. Yeah, and then the next night, um... They go to the bronze, but then Giles is actually in trouble at the funeral home. And so Buff- Xander and Willow come to the bar- bronze and are like, Buffy, come to the funeral home because of Giles. Right. And then they go to the funeral home and it turns out that uh, there's a vampire there. And so she has to fight the vampire and Owen almost dies. And then they think that they killed the anointed one. Then the next day at school, Owen's or Buffy's like, oh my gosh, I hope Owen likes me. And then he does and likes danger. Right. And then uh, it turns out that the master is anointed one is actually a little boy. <laughs> I think we kind of got to the meat of everything. The main thing is that the anointed one is a little boy who, you know, seems important and isn't dead. And Buffy and the gang think they've killed the anointed one. They're under the impression that the anointed one issue is solved. So now kind of for the first time, the master has like a one up on Buffy and the crew. Right. Kita, what did you think of the recap that we just did? I give that recap an eight out of ten. An eight out of ten. That's a pretty good judgment. Speaking of judgment, Madeline, how did you see the theme in this episode? <clears throat> focus, Madeline, focus. The main theme of judgment that I saw threaded throughout the episode is when Buffy is constantly having to judge whether she should prioritize her life as a teenage girl in high school and do teenage girl things versus her duties as the Slayer. Yes, I sort of went into the episode thinking of judgment as in how we judge other people. But by halfway through the episode, I was also thinking about judgment calls, like how we decide what's important and what's not important, and specifically Buffy's judgment calls. There's this line where Giles has come to her home and is like, hey, five people just died in a bus crash. You need to address this anointed one issue. This stuff is big news. And she's like, no, I have a date with Owen. And she says, a cranky slayer is a careless slayer. And that really spoke to me because she is acknowledging in order for her to perform her duties well, she has to attend to her mental health because she can't be cranky and do slayer things. And during the time of COVID-19, a lot of our duties to our mental health and well-being are currently at odds with our duties as citizens, which is to isolate yourself and do things that are good for the benefit of the community, even if it's at the detriment to our own mental health. And so we're constantly having to make judgment calls about, oh, do I go to this social thing? Do I do this thing that I want to do that might be good for my mental, but not good for society as a whole, because you could potentially act as a vector for other people or you yourself could get sick. So Buffy obviously 
is also having to make judgments about which to prioritize. If she doesn't do this thing, people will die. (laughs) Right. If we're being irresponsible, community members could have fatal consequences. So I'm just wondering how to like attend to my own mental health while also being responsible community member. Is there anything there that Buffy can help us sort through? A couple thoughts that that's bringing me to is, you know, we don't want to always require of Buffy that she completely sacrifice herself. But at the same time, when it's like, okay, you're in this position and all of these lives are depending on you, don't we want her to maybe reschedule her date and deal with the anointed one? Kind of similarly, you know, right now, lives are hanging in the balance because of COVID, not just because it's very deadly, but also because it just can completely change people's lives for the worse. And so it makes me think that maybe this is a time where like we also have to be like, okay, I would love to do this, but I'm going to reschedule this for in six months or in a year. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be prioritizing our mental health, but there has to be a balance and there have to be ways. Maybe mental health has to look a little different. Yeah. I feel like what America did is kind of like if Giles was in the funeral home and Willow and Xander came up to him and were like, you got to go to the funeral home now. Instead of going, she had been like, no, I'm actually going to stay at the bronze. I feel like that's what America (laughs) did or like the U.S. I mean, I love that. Yeah. So I don't think that we should not follow CDC guidelines. I definitely think we should. But I think there's a lack of acknowledgement of the mental health impacts that COVID is having. I wish there was a little bit more guidance on tools people could use to help get us through this time. So Keita, where did you see judgment in this episode? So one thing I was sort of considering is along the theme of judgment as how we judge other people was again in this relationship between Giles and Buffy. And I was wondering if Buffy, as she's trying to be a girl in high school and trying to do things like date and have a social life, and as she is very comfortable in doing things that to Giles will make her appear frivolous, I wonder if that impacts their relationship by making Giles think she is less serious than she is. And if Giles maybe judges her as just a very impulsive high school girl when actually she's quite serious. Yeah, I wonder almost if that reflects Giles's kind of internalized view of like American girls. I think it does. He often makes comments as to Buffy's being absolutely peculiar or odd. And really, I'm just thinking she's a pretty normal girl. Yeah, also like juggling a ton and being badass. And one thing I really loved in this episode was Buffy had a sort of openness to Giles about how she was, she's into Owen and she wants to do this thing. And when he was surprised that she was going on a date, she was like, Giles, hormones, post-pubescent hormones. She was very honest with him in a way that I think was really good, but also I think made him judge those characteristics rather than just be grateful that she is so open with him. I agree. (laughs) She does what she wants, but I wonder if he would maybe give her more room to do what she wants if he got past those judgments of her and assumptions and instead just trusted that she's going to do what she needs to do. I think him trusting her and giving her a little more space would actually bring them a long way. 
Yeah, Buffy has consistently risen to the occasion and every moment so far when they've been in life or death situations in such a way that Giles doesn't really have a lot of evidence to think that Buffy isn't serious about being the Slayer. And it's almost like, oh, she wants to go on a date. Then all of these other amazing things she's done don't apply anymore. And now I'm just going to judge her for this one thing. I think a little more compassion from Giles toward Buffy would only serve to strengthen their relationship. Madeline, were there any other instances of judgment that caught your eye? The other instance that I'm thinking of is both how Buffy and Owen judge each other. Buffy has assumed that Owen is like this sort of ideal match. I mean, he is very cute and he likes Emily Dickinson, which I guess is objectively sexy. I just, they don't seem to have much in common. Like Buffy doesn't like Emily Dickinson. We could bring up how Owen judges Buffy in relation to other girls. Yes, he says, most girls are just frivolous. An amazing author, Shelby Lorman, uh, she runs the account Awards for Good Boys on Instagram. She digs into this idea of boys telling girls that they're not like other girls. This idea that they're making, they're imposing value on a girl based on her differentness from other women. And I don't love how he's saying Buffy is special because she's not like other girls. Like she can just be special because of who she is. And also what does Owen know about other girls? Yeah, clearly Owen knows very little. Yeah, I don't love that he's he's trying to make her feel special when really he's just saying I'm a misogynist. So Kate, so one theme of judgment that we haven't yet explored is the character Borba. So he is on the bus that crashes and he is like very loudly saying preacher-like things and is talking about the righteous ones and he keeps saying you will be judged. Any thoughts there that that got you thinking about the theme of judgment? Yeah, so later he becomes a vampire that Buffy has to fight and kill. But when he wakes up as a vampire, something he says is, I have been judged. I have been judged. And what I understood from that was he has been judged ostensibly to be a good enough person to become a vampire because he seems really stoked about it. I think he might not be aware that he's a demon. I think he just knows that he has risen and therefore has been judged well. And I think that because there's a scene with the cross I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a scene where I think Giles is holding a cross to him and he says, why does he hurt me? Oh, really interesting. Okay. Well, far be it from me to decide whether or not vampires are beloved by the creator. I just, I thought it was interesting that he, you know, assumes that he did enough right things to be judged correctly by any sort of divine power. Another thing relating to that character that I was thinking about is how in his human life it seems like he maybe needed some mental health services and that that could have been good for him and he didn't get those he's killed by a vampire yeah what makes you think that i was just curious about his behavior on the bus and i was wondering if that was sort of him being really fervent evangelizer or if that was maybe him being delusional and needing help and so i thought about the theme of judgment a little bit in that way too to where people would see him and just maybe think he's crazy 
or that he's got something going on. I think people maybe would have tended to just judge him instead of trying to get him mental health services. And I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, when you say that, it makes me think about how I judged him. Yeah. I definitely had like a negative impression of him when I saw him doing that. And I didn't even stop to really think about whether it was if he was doing that because he was if he had mental health issues or not. What keeps coming up in this conversation to me is how the antithesis of judgment is often compassion. If I had been less judgmental and more compassionate, then maybe, I mean, well, he would have still turned into a vampire and stuff and like died. But I do wonder about, I don't know, I guess when when we frame it like that, it makes it sound like judgment is always bad. But we know that that's not true. We know that it's important to be able to make judgments quickly. It's important to have good judgment. And there is a difference between good judgment and bad judgment. And maybe bad judgment is when, you know, your judgment is lacking compassion. Yeah. Or maybe when you completely rely on your gut feeling that might be informed by different biases you have instead of like taking maybe a moment to really explore those and think about why you're having those thoughts. Yeah. Madeline, was there anything you really liked in this episode? Mm, there was. Great. Well, I know that you agree (laughs) there was the high tension scene between owen angel and buffy in the bronze when angel shows up and buffy's on this date with owen and buffy's super upfront about it she's like yeah i'm on this date with this guy and she just wants to be left alone we see angel for the first time like kind of without any quippy remarks back and he just seems like sad (laughs) oh my gosh you're right i hadn't even noticed that he did seem sad he was looking fantastic i think his hair was more naturally coiffed up i mean it's always straight up but sometimes it looks like you can see the gel in it in a way that's not very attractive but i think this time it was like root like rouged wait no that's not the word what's the word like roughed up enough to where it just looked like he had you know just gotten out of bed yeah sure yeah he looked great it might have been the hair i loved also when willow and xander crash into the scene same scene and i just love how they just team up they pretend to be a couple (laughs) the entire three minutes of that scene were so juicy and a little awkward but the right amount of awkward yeah how did you feel about the scene that's in the same three minutes as they're about to leave to go to the funeral home where buffy kisses owen and you in right in between their two faces in the background is angel's face watching them how'd you feel about that (laughs) well it makes a lot of sense that he'd be watching them he's into buffy we now know for sure Yeah, I felt okay. It felt like she was maybe trying to do two things with that. First of all, she's kind of ditching him on their date. And so I think she wants to make... Ditching Owen. Ditching Owen. Yeah, she's kind of ditching Owen on their date. And so I think she wanted to do something bold. Hey, I am into you. I'm going to do this thing, right? It worked. It was great. Great move. It was really bold. Buffy's bold. I love it. I loved it. I think she's also trying to give Angel the middle finger a little bit too. Right. Angel's been annoying. He goes, I'll be around. Like last episode, she's like, how am I going to contact you? And instead of, you know, giving her his number, he's like, I'll be around, I think, right? Is yeah. That what happens? Yeah. It makes me wonder, you mentioned him being disappointed when she says she's on this date. 
And when he walks in, he's surprised that she's there. He's like, you're on a date? He's surprised that she's not off saving the world, doing Slayer things. And it makes me wonder if the reason he's so casual all the time is he just assumes she'll never have time to have any sort of relationship with anyone else. He's assuming she will always be available to him in some way because he's kind of a part of her world. And so when she shows him that that's not the case, I think he's a little taken aback. I think you're absolutely right. I think... He's realizing that she exists as a teenage girl and she has teenage girl wants and desires and having a boyfriend in her life is one of those. And that is a concept he has never considered. Yeah, he's just always taken for granted that she's going to be the slayer. She's going to be around. She's going to be her freaking awesome Buffy self and he's going to be hot. (laughs) So think again, Angel. Uh, Keita, what did you like about this episode? So one thing that I just noticed again and I just it's always a little painful for me actually and it's how the lyrics of the songs that are playing at the bronze are always just a bit too on the nose okay can I be so honest with you I actually have never noticed that okay whenever there's a song I think it's funny it's a little awkward and cringy sometimes but the lyrics listen in when they're singing because whatever the singer is singing it always is like reflecting Buffy's mood or what she's feeling or if she's sad or she's happy or talking about being that girl or whatever when something's going on with like Angel or Owen or whatever it's hilarious it's sort of cringy because it reminds me of things that I've always and done and still do which are when you're feeling really sad you like listen to songs and you just make them apply really literally to your life and you're singing them and you're like this was written for me kata what did you dislike about this episode xander got on my nerves this episode you know as buffy is showing her interest in owen xander's being sort of protective and possessive is actually a better word because protective has sort of positive connotations So Xander is being kind of possessive of Buffy, sort of trying to spook Owen off, which is weird because he's ostensibly her really good friend. Right. So are you referring to that scene in their house when Owen comes in? Right. And Xander is trying to sort of control Buffy through telling this boy that she doesn't want to be like touched or talked to or even like be around. Yeah. Yeah. He really crossed lines there. That was super inappropriate. It was super unacceptable. I also found him kind of controlling. I noticed him doing it also when he's, you know, to go with our theme, he's using these really judgmental concepts to try and discourage Buffy from wearing something that she'll look freaking amazing in. He's like, yeah, wear that if you want to tell the world that you're super easy and blah, 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 blah. And the whole school will talk about you behind your back and you won't have any friends or something. like, fuck you, Xander. I know, but it actually, that line was interesting because it was not good coming out of his mouth, but the acknowledgement of the reality, it's just odd because he was so correct. Other high schoolers' reactions to like a girl having sex is like so negative and so dramatic. Like, yeah, she probably would be shunned by, by a bunch of people in the school. So he's correct, but it sounds bad because when it comes out of his mouth, it sort of sounds like he's condoning that and like the punishment would be warranted for her if she were to have sex with somebody else. As you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, the 90s. And then I thought about my high school experience and hearing about girls having sex and thinking, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it, it, it does make me wonder, do you think there's like a helpful and caring middle ground between being jealously protective as Xander is and just recreating these notions? Um, I think the really only acceptable way for Xander to be right now is for him to be encouraging of whatever she wants to wear. And I think that he might be aware that the school might have a negative response, but I think then is his time to let his friend colors shine and stand up for Buffy if people are talking badly about her. I don't think he needs to be like, hey, Buffy, maybe you shouldn't wear that because I'm 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 so concerned about other people's opinions of you. It's like, no, if he's that concerned, he can just tell people to fuck off if they're talking badly about Buffy after the fact, you know? I love that. You're so right. Absolutely. Also, same scene when she's changing her clothes and Xander's trying to spy on her through the mirror. That creeped me out. That was like creepy vibes. Oh, thank you, because I didn't really get what was going on in that scene and now i understand yeah he was like trying to watch her be naked without her permission when he she's trusting him as her friend and then he goes and like tries to look at her and i guess you could say like oh but he's a teenage boy but it's like no 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 we're never gonna say that (laughs) now that i understand what was happening in that scene because i totally missed it there was a pause after that right after that happens they all look at each other and it's really uncomfortable. Right. And there's sort of this moment where Buffy or Willow could have been like, Xander, that's pretty inappropriate. But instead, they just let it go like they do all the time when Xander does something shitty. And I think it kind of speaks to the the threshold that we have for white, especially young white men. Well, or old white, men, white guys. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Being able to act in egregious ways and like not holding them to a higher standard. Madeline, was there anything you didn't really like in this episode? Yeah, I didn't like Owen. <laughs> Great. Want to <laughs> talk about it? Okay, so I, I've struggled to figure out exactly why I didn't like Owen because he is kind of on the surface, like, great. Like, he's very good looking. He's he's sort of has this, like, innocence in his eyes and, like, this kind of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, sort of quiet boy, bookworm aesthetic that is so often sexy but worn on him it just feels like it doesn't fit and it also feels a little fake yeah so I I don't know what did you think about Owen I think what I mostly didn't like about Owen was just he really liked the idea of Buffy like you said they're not really that compatible in any sort of way but then he likes that he got this adrenaline rush Although I will say that I think Buffy's doing the same thing. I think Buffy also likes the idea of him. And I also get, like, I often like the idea of people more than I like them as people. I just don't think they're a very good match. (laughs) Okay, Keita, do you know what time it is? Is it time for... Mary Fuck Kill? Yes. Yes. (laughs) This week, Keita, I've got some good names for you to choose from. All right. I can't wait. No surprise. I'm going to include Owen. All right. Buffy and Angel. I can see it before me like a really obvious chess move. (laughs) I can also see before me like a really obvious checkers move. (laughs) What about like a really obvious sorry move? (laughs) (laughs) I, without question, have to kill Owen. 
I am definitely going to have sex with Angel and Buffy and I are going to live a long, happy life together in marriage or maybe in a civil union. Owen, I don't really know who he is or anything about him, even though he was in the show for as much as he was. And Angel just came in hot, like (laughs) both in the sense of kind of out of nowhere and in that he looked great. And then Buffy was just Buffy. Buffy was Buffy. Okay. Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. We've got Giles, someone who hasn't really been a topic of conversation this episode, Cordelia, and Xander. Whoa. Uh, Okay. I think I want Giles to be in my life. I think Giles is who I'm going to marry. I know that he, at first, was pretty judgmental toward Buffy, but at the end, he seemed like he maybe did learn a little bit by saying something like, you know, he he said basically, Buffy, you're doing a good job. <laughs> um, which is more the more than we saw earlier in the episode, like more compassion than we saw earlier in the episode, which makes me think that Giles is amenable to feedback and like is willing to learn, which I think is really important in a marriage. And okay, so Xander and Cordelia. So we haven't talked about Cordelia much. Her role in this episode is pretty much as competition with Buffy toward Owen. Yeah. I'm going to fuck Cordelia, obviously. I just was thinking about who I didn't like most. But Cordelia is so beautiful. And Xander, I don't want to have sex with him. No. So I'm going to kill Xander and and have sex with Cordelia. Wow, what a treat. (laughs) And Mary Giles, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of That Slayer Show. If you like what you heard, follow us on Instagram and leave a review and share this podcast. Our cover art was made by the wonderful Holly Colvin. And this episode was inspired by Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.